Hi guys, and welcome back to You're So Rude. Before we get into this episode, I would like to issue an apology. Um, in the last episode, which was on TikTok, I did not choose my words carefully enough. And I, after the episode uh, went live, I got a text that said that this person was really offended by my <laughs> usage of words, and I would just like to issue this formal apology. And hopefully, you know, I, from now on, can be more careful in the words I use and how it may affect people. So, Tiffany, I called her my classmate (laughs) in the last episode and not my friend. (laughs) Tiffany is actually one of my best friends. (laughs) And I called her a classmate and she was very offended. With that being said, Tiffany's our guest today. Hi, Hi, Tiffany. Hi. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing really well, especially now that you've a- issued that apology. I will say, I thought it was funny, but I was also offended. Yeah. No, the thing is, like, I also would have been offended if someone who I thought was, like, a close friend of mine was, like, yeah, my classmate. And, <sighs> sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I never remembered to silence my laptop, my phone. Can you silence your laptop? I just put it on Do Not Disturb. Oh, I didn't even know you could do that on your laptop. Yeah. Whenever I give my laptop to my parents, I put it on Do Not Disturb. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, honestly, that would be really helpful in general. Yeah. In class. Yeah, and when you're studying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't get anything. I should start doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you're doing well. (laughs) I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was saying, like, I would be pretty offended if someone that I thought was really close to me called me their freaking classmate. I just also want to point out, when we were in the paint studio, when that was happening, we were the only two people in the paint studio. It's not (laughs) like we were in class. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like we had gone after hours on Saturday. Yeah. So it was like, wait, this is happening on a Saturday. This is, like, not in class. I'm not your classmate. We went as friends. Yeah. Because I was in this studio, and I sent her a snap that, like, I was there. She was, oh, I'm coming. So, like, we made it a point to be there together. So she's not just my classmate. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's fine. Like, Is it? Because we are... you left me a voicemail that said that you were offended. I don't know if you're fine. I'm fine now that you've issued an apology. Okay. But, like, I was kind of offended. I'm not going to lie. But. I'm sorry. We're all good. And, you know, we, I feel like in that sort of setting, in the actual class, yeah. it would make sense to call us classmates, like, tone down our relationship because we are the most the two most annoying people in that class so like <laughs> us being loud if you call me a classmate maybe it like negates that a little bit yeah. <laughs> you know okay so here's the thing so at the end of every class our professor is like okay like walk around the room look at how everybody else is doing everyone else walks around the room silently and Dead looks silent. at everyone's work yeah and then recently we tiffany and i realized like oh we're the only ones that are speaking when this happens because like it's not we're having regular conversation we're commenting on other people's work <laughs> yeah and it's always nice things it's yeah. never a bad thing and oh yeah I think, honestly, we are the only two people who talk during class, too. Oh, unless, yes. like, the professor goes up to them and comments on what they're painting. But other than sometimes when Anna, the crow that sits next to Kavya, um, anytime, other when she jumps into our conversation, it's pretty much only us talking in the room. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, it's not that we're having quiet conversation. No. no we're loud. <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> we're convinced 
We love our professor. She's wonderful. She's so sweet. And she's really nice. And, like, I think she likes us right now, but we're kind of convinced that she's not going to like us by the end of the semester. I feel like we're so incompetent in that class. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because we're not the only non-art majors, Mm -hmm. but we may be the most incompetent of the non-art majors. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I was sitting there for 10 minutes with paint on my brush, <laughs> so scared. To make the first first part. Yeah, because I was just like, oh my god, like, once I do this, that's it. But, like, you can paint over it, but I was just so stressed yeah. out. At one point, like, my professor, because she was sitting next to Anna, so Anna was sitting next to me, and the professor was over there working with uh, Anna, and she was just like, cop, just, like, do it. Just yeah. put your brush on your canvas and I was like bro I can't and like she was getting stressed because I was just radiating we were really stress. giving off a lot yeah. of bad vibes at that point and I think yeah. it was really bringing her down yeah I felt so bad and it was honestly like a solid 10 maybe even more minutes of me just sitting there yeah. and then at one point so the professor had a brush in her hand she just goes and puts her puts like she like knocks hand. into you yeah. and like moves your hand yeah and she was like I broke the barrier for you now start <laughs> I sat there, like, in shock. But, you know, you started painting after that. I did. And it looked great. So. But before I did that, I had to take a walk because I was so stressed it out. Was, it I was had, a lot I had you. tears in my eyes. Yeah, it was, it was a lot for you. I will say. <laughs> I will say we are probably the most... Not emotional. only are we the most vocal, we are the most emotional. And I like to think that I've gotten better about it because I feel like I've turned to comforting you about it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I am also still very emotional about my painting and, um, in general, probably yeah. how I dislike it, but I feel like I've gotten better at comforting you. Because I'll just, I think one of the things, sorry, um, I think one of the things that <laughs> really stands out to me is that if we were not us, if we were just sitting across the room, I think the number one thing that we would hear is, like, it's okay. <laughs> Like, I'll constantly tell you, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and you'll tell me that, too. Yeah, it's just... But it's more so you telling me, <laughs> let's be honest. I may tell you more frequently, but when you tell me, I think it's more needed. <laughs> so I think we balance it out in terms of I do it more frequently, but I also jump off the deep end more quickly than you do, I think. <laughs> so... Our professor had come over one day. It was, like, the first couple weeks of class, honestly. And she's just like, okay, so if we hear um, quiet crying, it's Cobb. And if we hear quiet consolation, it's Tiffany. And I was like, man, she really came for my (laughs) neck. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, I think it's also just in general, I think she knows that we're the difficult part of the room. She waits for us. She, like she puts us last yeah, when, when she's, she's walking, walking around the room. Around. Yeah, because she knows she's gonna have to spend a little more time with. Us. Yeah, she'll go like the opposite way. She yeah. won't come towards. Um, like we sit in a big circle. Yeah. So she'll go around the other side of the circle before coming to us. Even though it'd be just as natural to come towards us. Yeah. But she'd probably skip over us either way. <laughs> and honestly, like, yeah, she probably yeah. would. And it'd be more awkward if she did it that way. So yeah. she probably does it the other way. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, so every once in a while, like, I'll like, look out of the corner of my eyes. She's coming over. So I can like prepare myself to be yeah. like, I'm, I know this looks really bad right now, but I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just see her like slowly walk over. Oh, no. She's just like, okay, gotta deal with Cobb and Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that bad, but we're probably the worst in the yeah. class. We're just like obnoxious. I think it's because we're both 
very perfectionist like yeah, yeah like that's a huge part of our personality and we like for things to be orderly uh-huh. in front of us because I think if if it's orderly in front of us eventually our minds become orderly right yes, like, yes. It, it'll transfer some way yeah and we're not very orderly painters <laughs> yeah I mean we just we're just not that skilled yet mm-hmm. but I think we're getting better I think so it was really funny so the other day I don't it was last week maybe I don't remember what it was a girl that sits on the other side of you um, uh-huh, the yeah. professor was talking to her and she was like you know like <laughs> you just if you're a perfectionist you know you just have to <laughs> you just have to understand that you know you just have to go for it yeah and it's not gonna be perfect the first time you have to keep going you have like you can paint over it you can try again and I'm like I think she's adding us right now yeah I don't think she was talking to the girl sitting yeah no she's 100 really... like talking to us she also said like Maybe the first week of class, how being a perfectionist just doesn't work well in art. And I was thinking, ooh, that means we don't work well in art. Yeah. That was a really long tangent. Oh my gosh. Wait, how long has it been? Um, those That doesn't make sense. Is that seconds to me? No, those are bars. So you multiply that by two and divide it by 60 to get your time. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We're, te- we're checking the time. So divide it by two. Multiply it by two and divide by 60. Because each 25 minutes? We've been talking for 25 minutes? Yeah. You're going to have to cut all that out. Yeah. Um, That's okay. So that was all one really long tangent before we even really started talking about our actual topic. You can cut it all out. I'm going to keep some of it. Some of that was like when we were talking about our painting class. That was was really funny. Yeah. Um, So we're talking about love today, guys. Yeah. This is a topic that I wanted to cover with Tiffany because... I th- feel like she just has a very interesting perspective perspective on love. And, like, this is a very general topic. Like, we're not talking specifically, like, oh, like, marriage or whatever. Like, w- Tiffany, what comes to your mind when you think of love? Pain. <laughs> no, I think love oh. has a variety. I think love can be an emotion, but love is also, you know, noun. And I think it comes with a lot of different emotional varieties. So pain is a really big one because, you know, when relationships end, that's what you feel. Yeah. But it's also happiness, sadness, all sorts of things that you feel with love. Yeah. I think I also, when I think of love, I immediately think of romantic love rather Mm. than familial or friendship love. Yeah. I think that might have been different in, in different years of my life. Probably when I was younger, I would have thought of familial love or, mm-hmm. you know, the love I had for my friends or something like that. But now, as an old, old woman of 22, <laughs> that's what I immediately think of is romantic love. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny because when, that question of me asking, like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, that was like, I hadn't thought about asking you that before. So I started thinking like, oh, what is the first thing that comes to my mind? And honestly, this is... Uh, I thought about my sister because I love I, I I do love my sister a lot. Yeah. Um. But then I love my brother, just not the way you love your sister. I think. What? Like I think you're really close with your sister, and I'm close with my brother in a way, but different than the way you love your sister. You know what I mean? No. Like you really re- rely on your sister, right? Yeah. You, she's an emotional support part yeah. of your life. Yeah. And I don't think my brother is an emotional support. And so I think there's a different type of love there just because uh, you interact in that particular way. And not to say that my brother doesn't emotionally support me. He (laughs) does. But we just live very separate lives. So we aren't a 
huge part of each other's day-to-day life, and so the the emotional dependence isn't quite there. I gotcha. My sister and I, we try to talk every couple of days. Yeah. It's funny, because, like, we were reflecting on our... Rela- we reflect on our relationship a lot. Um, we didn't actually get along until, like, just a couple years ago. When she moved out, probably, right? No, actually. So she went to India for six weeks that was my bedroom door. When the air turns on, that happens. Oh, okay. I thought someone was coming to kill us. No. Okay. <laughs> um, so she went to India for six weeks, and that was the longest that we had been apart, and also for that long. Mm-hmm. So, like, that far. So um, when she came back, we just, like, were attached at the hip. I don't know what happened. It was just, like, the fact that she was gone for so long. You couldn't talk, really, yeah, like yeah. you could normally. Yeah, and when she first left... She was, like, she had just gone off the plane somewhere, and we got into this really big fight, and I was, like, I'm never talking to her ever again. Yeah, no, but after I got into that fight with my sister, I I didn't want to be the first one to talk. Right. Because I was just, like, I didn't do anything wrong. But, and we're uh, both really petty people. Yeah, we're so yeah. petty. Um, I'm really bad at apologizing first for anything, and that is definitely a flaw that I will admit I have. Yeah. And... I did not want to apologize to my sister first, and, like, now I, I will admit <clears throat> it was me that, like, started the fight, but I would never tell her that. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she's never going to hear me say it. Um, I'm going to send it to her. I'll probably send it to her, too, just so she knows that I do love her, <laughs> but... Um, she knows. I hope so, but... um after that fight, I don't remember who called who first, but we just kind of, like, acted like nothing happened because I'm really bad at confrontation, so once yeah. it happens, it's done. And that is another flaw that I will admit that I have. Yeah. Um, is this episode just going to turn into me talking about all my flaws? Yeah, we could talk about our flaws instead because I have a lot, too. So <laughs> I think everyone does, right? Yeah. I-, I was saying, like, yeah. So when she came back from India, we were super close. Yeah. And I think we both, like, started opening up to each other and we realized like I think we're at the age now that we can be friends right because before it was like oh she's in high school I'm in middle school she's in middle school I'm in elementary school like there's a bigger difference there right but now like we're both in our 20s we're both like kind of adults like she's an adult I'm like I am not really because yeah. I'm very, like, dependent on my parents right now. But, like, I live at home yeah. while in school, so... I don't even live at home, and I'm really dependent on my parents. <laughs> it's okay. You live in the same town as your parents, yeah. so it's fine. Since we kind of realized that we were both at the age that we can be friends, we, like, we became best friends. Like, she's one of my best friends. Yeah. And I tell her almost everything. And, like, it used to be when I was like mid to later teens she was the last person I would tell anything but now she's one of the first people I tell things which is like it's really cool to see the difference and we reflect on that a lot because we're just like man like that was a really drastic change to like because we hated each other growing up yeah absolutely hated each other um but now like I love her I think it's yeah I I feel like I wouldn't say me and my brother hated each other growing up, but we Mm -hmm. definitely weren't. My parents always tell me fun stories about how much Tim loved me when I was a baby baby and Mm -hmm. he was a toddler. 
And then once we both grew up a little bit more and we were both, you know, elementary school, middle school age, yeah. we just really didn't click anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't yeah. like we were, we hated each other or anything like that, but we just weren't very, we didn't get along super well. We didn't actively spend a ton of time together. And so now when I, I only see him a couple times a year. And so whenever we see each other, it's a lot better. Yeah. Now that he, it, I think it started getting better when he went to college mm-hmm. and... You know, it's just gotten better since. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think alongside, like, familial love, I also think... I'm, I'm just, like, not really at a place in my life where I want to really think about romantic love. Yeah. Um, I think it's just one of those things that's just going to happen out of nowhere. Right. I... I'm just... I think part of, like... You and I kind of relate on the fact, like, I go through phases where mm-hmm. I'm like, I hate men. Yeah. I never want to get married. I'm in a phase of hating men. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah. And I think, like, we relate on that fact, but then I'm also such a romantic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are you a romantic? I am, yeah. because, and my Netflix history will tell you that, because all <laughs> I watch is rom-coms and, like, Law and Order SVU. I don't like <laughs> rom-coms, though. Two Really? Yeah. Okay, how did you feel about To All the Boys I've Loved Before? Oh, my gosh. Pl- what? No, stop. You don't like that? I did not like that movie. Why? First of all, Peter no, Kravinsky, or Kravinsky, or whatever his name is. So cute. Really? Yeah. No. Okay, I did not. Also, think- John Ambrose. Real cute. I haven't seen the second one. It's Jordan Fisher, if you know who that is. I don't really know who I that don't is, know but who apparently that is. he's really talented and sings really well. And he's gotcha. cute. He's really cute. I've seen pictures, I just haven't he seen He has, like, movie. a perfectly symmetrical face. Uh, amazing. He's one of those people that oh. just looks really good. That, like, makes me angry. Honestly, yeah, because I don't have a symmetrical face. Yeah. So that kind of bugs me when people do because I my eyes aren't the same size. <laughs> so, which most people tell me is fake because they look at me and they're like, your eyes are the same size. They're only a minuscule like difference between the two of them, but there's definitely a difference. I'm sorry. I've just been staring at your eyes now. It's, it's okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think it's also when I smile because one, I think it's the a difference in size of my muscles around my eyes because one eye squints more than when I smile than the other. Mm-hmm. So it's way more apparent when I smile. Which is why I don't like smiling in pictures as much Aww. with my teeth. I gotcha. I smile a lot more because my eyes don't crinkle. But I'm also half Asian, so I have smaller eyes in general. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fact. Yeah. So. I just realized that we never said that Sam's not on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She could have been on this episode. She could have been on this episode. And so we had dinner and... We FaceTimed her to see if she was ready to, to record with us. Yeah, because I told her, like, hey, Tiff and I, we are thinking of recording an episode. Like, will you, will you, are you free tonight? And she's like, I should be. And we called her and she was asleep. She she answered. She answered and then hung up for, like, five seconds later. Yeah, and I was like, why did you answer And then didn't, then? when we called her again, did it send us straight yeah. to, like, yeah. FaceTime voicemail or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. Like, she, the thing is, like, when she answered the FaceTime call, she didn't even say anything. No, she... She was in bed, though. Yeah. Like, we could tell because it was dark, and she had, like, a pillow behind her. Yeah. So, I think honestly, I think she answered it while she was half asleep. Uh-huh. But still, Sam's not on this episode. We love her, though. I Do we? I, I love her. I, I do love her. You go back and forth. <laughs> um, Today, you don't, because she didn't answer your phone call. But also, for the last two days, actually, I have not loved her. Because, so yesterday, I... Uh, <laughs> I 
I brought up Sam because I was going to bring up something that she said yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I was in the mood where, like, I do want a romantic interest. Okay. And, but today I'm like, Ugh, no. I was saying, like, oh, like, this dude's too hot for me, whatever. Like, he's never going to like me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she straight up says, well, you know, you always see hot girls with ugly guys. <gasps> what if it goes the <gasps> other way? And I was like, are you serious? Did you just call me ugly? ugly? Hot girls with ugly guys, maybe it goes the other way. Yikes. And I was just like, I think you just called me ugly. And she was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. And I'm like, that's what, 100% what you meant. What else would you have implied? Um, and then... That was, a, that was a bad move on her part. Yeah. And then I don't remember what she said after that, but then she called us both ugly. <laughs> Oh. So, yeah. I keep bringing that up every time I talk to her. Because like, we're on the phone. Yeah. We're, like, constantly on the phone with each other. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. You so, are. So <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why you don't call her during painting. <laughs> no one would, like, no one would notice. They yeah. would just think you were talking to me. Yeah. And I just wasn't responding. I never thought about that. Maybe I should, just for funds. Yeah, if she's free, might as well. Yeah, right? yeah. You can, you can put one headphone in your ear and one headphone in mine. Yeah, we, we can, can have, have a group conversation. Yes. We tried to do a three-way call the other day with Tiffany so we could all cry together, but she had to write a paper instead. Okay, yeah. I was due in like two hours when you <laughs> called me and I I answered and I said, hey, what's up? And they and they were, they were saying, oh, we just wanted to cry together. <laughs> and I said, oh, that sounds really serious. Here, I'm writing a paper right now that's due in a couple hours, but here, if you need to talk right now we can talk they said oh no we were just we yeah. were just crying for no reason yeah like There's- it was it was not that serious it was not that deep we were just like you know in our feels at the time yeah exactly yeah but like I'm always in my feels I'm always down for a good cry honestly I've gotten more accustomed to that I think as I have gone through life more that sounds really vague but I I, you know I've experienced more things I've reflected more in my life and I've you know had a romantic relationship that didn't that ended that didn't end um I guess it ended well but didn't end well at the same time because it ended and I think I don't know what I was saying you've grown more accustomed to that's a word oh to feeling to being in my feels and allowing myself to feel sad about something yeah you know for me it's been let me think about it four months Uh since I I ended my relationship and honestly I so I the week after uh myself and my ex-boyfriend broke up I read all of these articles telling me how long it would be until I got over him Oh, you, you know, I I was really just ready to know how long it would be that I felt like that because the first week was definitely really hard because it was a combination of, you know, we had broken up. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my future, uh, deciding whether I wanted to apply to law school or not, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And yeah. so it was a really big week for me, and so it was a really hard week for me. Yeah. Um and. So I was Googling all of these things, trying to figure out, reading the stupid, you know, Vogue articles telling me when I would get over this guy and everyone, and the one, a couple of the ones that I read said three months, three months is going to be it. And so I wallowed until Christmas break, you know, winter break and thought, 
this is it. Like after winter break, when January rolls around, I'm done. And then, you know, it's February now and it's still hard. Yeah. And I think I've gotten better over time for sure. But it's it was really hard for me to say, okay, I have this deadline set for myself three months and then I'm going to be better and I can move on and uh, not think about it anymore. Because I, I don't want to say I couldn't enjoy my life or anything like that because that's really not true. I was still doing things. I was still actively being me. And honestly, it was going back to like what who I had been before. Yeah. And that was kind of nice. But... Not to say that I changed that much. Don't change for men. Yes. Not worth it. Um, <laughs> I didn't change, but it was def- it's an adjustment to yes. not have someone in your life that had been a big part of your life for the previous year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really just not okay with the fact that three months came and I was not over mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I felt better about it all, but I wasn't over it. Yes. And so it's been like four, almost four months and... Over it is such a weird thing. Like, yeah. it's hard to say you're over it because are you ever truly over something? Like, are you ever done with something? Because it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's in the past 20 years, it's still a part of you. It's something that happened to you. Yeah. And, but I think I'm getting there. Yes. Like, I'm getting to the point where I don't think about it all that often. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's really what you strive for. Because I I think also another thing is I'm not looking for another romantic relationship because it's my senior year of college. I'm not going to be here in, you know, four months. Yeah. College is going to be over. Anyone I would meet is going to go somewhere else. Yeah. I'm not likely to end up in the same place as another person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking for any sort of romantic relationship. And so I think part of it is a lot of people define when you get over someone as when you're ready to have another relationship. Yeah. But since I'm not looking for one, I'll never know. Mm-hmm. what I mean, I mean, I'll know eventually when I get into another relationship, but I won't know immediately because I'm not looking for one, so I'm not thinking, yeah. am I ready for this? Right. I, and so I feel like this will drag out just because I'm not looking for that definitive end by when I'm ready to start another relationship. Yeah. Other than if I get a job and start, you know, my my – lovely fur family. Yes. I actually saw this thing today and it described like pain so mm-hmm. well. I saw this tweet that like perfectly encapsulated like what it is to feel pain about something. Mm-hmm. And so it was like think about like a box and there's a button and that button is pain. And so in the beginning there's a ball, like a really big ball and it's constantly touching that pain button. Mm-hmm. But over time the ball slowly gets smaller but it moves around the box and every once in a while it will hit that pain button right and it's gonna hurt the same amount every time but it just won't hit it as often right the smaller and smaller it gets yeah and eventually like sometimes it may disappear but other times it's gonna stay there the entire time but it's just going to hurt less often and i thought that was a really good way to think think that is a good way to think yeah because it's almost like i don't know i never really wanted to erase pain yeah Because pain shows that you felt something, right? Yes. And for me, growing up, I was never looking for... I was scared of romantic attachments. I wasn't... absolutely. I'm still scared of romantic attachments. I'm less scared of romantic attachments, actually. Even after dealing with heartbreak, I think I'm less scared. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. But I think it's because I've seen what can happen out of it, too. Mm -hmm. And and that sort of feeling. And so that's kind of nice as well. Yeah. Um... But growing up, I just was not like that. I was terrified. I didn't date throughout high school. I was scared to go on dates in high school and just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. 
And so going into a relationship, you know, as a 21-year-old person who had never been in a relationship before, had never even thought about the idea of dating was really scary because I think talking about pain is like a really big thing because you're afraid to get hurt because you don't know. All you can see is the hurt. You Mm -hmm. can't see what led up to that hurt as much because it's harder to visualize something you've never been in. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why I'm less afraid of romance because I've seen what leads up to that pain. So if that pain ever comes, I know that there's a section before it that Mm -hmm. was probably worth it. Yeah. And you've also seen like the bad part of it. Yeah. So like there's there's a possibility there's a good part of it. Mm -hmm. Like not like, I, I mean like, You've seen that there is a poor ending, so maybe there's a good ending. Is right, and you're and you're and you're looking for that, whether you're actively looking for it or you're you know passively looking for that. Yeah. You're you're still looking for something, and I think that's initially why it hurts so much because you thought that you had found that ending mm-hmm. and you thought you had figured out that whole thing, which is really naive of me because it was my first relationship, but. That's, I think that's why it's so jarring when you have your first heartbreak is because you you have this idea that you don't have the, I guess you don't have the idea of there being another ending because you think it's that. Mm-hmm. You think that's all you can visualize. And so once you go through the heartbreak the first time, I'm hoping it gets better if you go through it again because it probably doesn't. Other people could probably tell you that it probably doesn't get much better. But <laughs> I think it, you realize what it's worth. You realize what you want, too. Like, you can Mm -hmm. look back at a relationship. It's really easy to romanticize a relationship once it's ended, especially if you want to get back together Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're still in love with that person because that's really hard to try and let go of that immediately when you haven't broken up because you'd fallen out of love. Yeah. Um, So it was just kind of, for me, it was really interesting to reflect on that because the first couple of months, and I think that's part of the reason why I didn't get over it in three months, because I wasn't doing my, my due diligence, per se, mm-hmm. and thinking about all of the issues with the relationship and the reason why we broke up in the first place and how it wouldn't have worked if we had continued our relationship. And yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. And I won't even say that I'm fully, you know, constantly thinking about it either. I'm not reminding myself every time I think of my relationship that, oh, these are the reasons why it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... That's why I didn't get over it in, mm-hmm. in the Vogue standard time of three three months or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's just, it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's a process, I want to say. And it's something that defines love, if you want to get broad. Mm-hmm. I think it's been really, I, I guess, it's been really nice to see this change of how you're like, looking at it throughout the last few months, because just, like, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, I brought up a situation, and I was, like, there's this guy, um, you know, I don't really know what to do, I'm interested in him, like, I don't know, and I, like, explained the situation, and I said, like, he's really great, but, and I kept, like, there was a but every once in a while, and then Tiff would be, like, okay, but this is a way that he hasn't treated you the best. But then I'll be like, yeah, he did that, but, you know, like, he's really nice. Yeah, he's, really he's a sweet. good person. Yeah. Doesn't like, mean they're a bad person. Yeah. And I realized, like, we were talking about that again today, mm-hmm. that, like, the fact that I had to qualify all of these yeah. things. Because one of the biggest things was, like, communication. Mm-hmm. And 
he like he responded, but it just wasn't the the same sort of interaction yeah. that you were putting forth the effort on your end to be a part yeah. of. It wasn't the same. Yeah, and towards the end, I was because it was a conversation. It was like the most important part of like this communication was that like I needed him to do something for me, and and he didn't do it. He 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 didn't live up to his end of the end of the relationship or the bargain or whatever. yeah. And once you know, things were completed, communication was fine because I didn't need him to do anything for me anymore. Right. Because I just took care of it. Right. And But that's the thing. You took care of it. And I think part of it is, like, <clears throat> the whole thing about qualifying is a really big thing because I did that too. Yeah. You know, it's just because this is the way they are. Yeah. You know, this is not odd. This sounds odd to you because it's not, a, not normal for a relationship, but it's yeah. fine for us because this is the way he is Uh or your partner is and I don't think that kind of qualification you know it's always you need to show your partner in life acceptance and grace and whatever it is no one's perfect Uh but I think it's it's that constant excuse of saying this is how my life is and people go oh that's a little odd yeah that's fine because it's your life but if you're constantly trying to defend that Mm -hmm. saying oh it's okay because this is just the way we are. Yeah. And not admitting to yourself that that doesn't satisfy you. Yeah. Because if, it, if you're fine with it, you don't have to defend it. Yeah. Because you'd be like, yeah, that's just the way we are. Mm-hmm. And that's not a big deal. Yeah. You wouldn't think about the fact that they've questioned that because mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, I'm fine with this. They're fine with this. This is a natural part of our relationship rather than defending it because you're not okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's something that you've accepted as a part of them but it's not actually meeting your needs. That really gets at why going through relationships is kind of important, right? Because you learn these things about yourself. You learn what you need in a relationship. You Mm -hmm. learn that there's a good type of qualifying and there's a bad type of qualifying. Yeah. Because when I brought up the situation to you, I remember you telling me, like, I also had to qualify these things in my relationship and that kind of put it into into perspective for me because I was like oh you're right like this isn't something that I should be okay with this isn't normal right and I can't constantly defend why this person doesn't even talk to me right and I think it's like the thing that was really (laughs) getting at you is there was this important thing that you were you were thinking about right and that's when the communication wasn't good. Yes. When things were normal, communication was fine. But you know what's really hard in a relationship? All of the difficult times. All the things that are important in your relationship. And if your communication doesn't work there, will it? Will your relationship work? Because yeah. the good times are probably the majority of the times, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you spend the most time being happy with your partner. Mm-hmm. But when the hard times come, you need to be able to work through those to get back to the happy times. Yeah. So I think having someone who doesn't even show that before you're in a committed relationship is really is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever really had a sort of God complex, I can fix you type of thing. You know how like the stereotype is girls just want to fix guys that are broken or quote unquote broken. Why, why are you smiling? I'm not saying that that's you. No, keep going. I'll say why I'm smiling after you're done. Um, <clears throat> that was never my intention of going into any sort of relationship with anyone, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, you know, anything like that. And I think 
not to say that qualifying is trying to fix someone, but you're trying to fix what you're doing. Yeah. You're trying to have control over that, which is fine. Like, control, I'm a control freak. That's a really good thing, having control. I love it. But you can't do that with another person. Yeah. You can't constantly try to control something that can't be controlled. Uh And you have to be okay with that. You can't constantly try to qualify that and try to figure out how to make it work if it's not working. Yeah. Why do you smile? Um, so, my therapist, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he, um, tells me I have a God complex a lot. Do you, does he really? Yeah, because, not like in romantic relationships or anything, but I just always, I'm really hard on myself, Mm -hmm. and so in any kind of situation, no matter what, even if it doesn't involve me, no, if it, like, involves me a little bit, I'm always just like, oh, like, I need to fix this, or mm-hmm. this is my fault, because because if I had any fault in it, I need to take care of what I did. Right. And I, like, get so consumed in that, and I do everything. I strive to be like, oh, like, I need to fix it. It's right. all on me. And he's just like, you are just as human as everybody else. Yeah. Like, you have such a God complex. That you're... That you're have more responsibility for your actions than a normal person would. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I get upset with myself that like, oh, I couldn't fix this or, you know, whatever the situation may be, he always tells me like, look down at your chest. Do you have an S on you? And I'm like, no. And he goes, you are not a superhuman. (laughs) Yeah. Like you... You are not superwoman. Yeah. Like you are doing your best. Yeah. So, yes, my therapist tells me on the regular that I have a God complex. Funny. So that's why I was smiling. Yeah. Because I've never heard anybody else say God complex. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, we got really, like, deep there. But I, w- I was I – yeah. I brought up this my situation because I, I liked – to see you in the phase where you can be like, these were the faults in my relationship. Yeah. And I am telling you from my experience that this is not okay. Right. And you can't, like, normalize that. Right. Because it's going to hurt you in the end. Right. And it's and it's <clears throat> not going to set you up for success. Yeah. Because I think another big thing is you get into your head about trying to make things work. And it becomes a bigger and a bigger part of you. Yeah. Part of the reason that my relationship ended because we just realized it wasn't going to work out long term because mm-hmm. we weren't going to be in the same place. You know, it was going to be really difficult going forward, um, doing like a long distance relationship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's really practical. That's a really practical reason to end a relationship. Mm-hmm. But that's really hard because, yeah. you know, you don't. You start to think about all the good things Mm -hmm. because you weren't ending on a bad term. You Mm -hmm. weren't ending because something bad happened. You just broke it off because it wasn't going to work. And so why get your heart in even more than it already is? Right. And I think the more that you qualify the the behaviors, because I did that the entire relationship, the more you qualify the behaviors, the, the... like further your heart can get into some sort of matter and that's why it hurts more mm-hmm. the more you let yourself it's a good thing to be open it's never a bad thing to be open that's something I had to learn something my therapist told me <laughs> is how to be open and I had to be open but that's not something that you need to do in a bad situation because the further you qualify someone the further you can let them into your heart and the more that mm-hmm. that qualification when it ultimately fails will just hurt you even more do you believe in soulmates no. Why? Um, 
<clears throat> I think love in general is viewed as this cosmic occurrence, right? You just, there's someone out there for you and the moment you meet, you fall in love. Mm-hmm. But I think the more and more I think about it, the more and more I realize that love is a choice. Mm-hmm. And that's something that so many people say. Like, you can watch so many TED Talks about love being a choice and whatnot. But it's, I think, to make a long-term, like, marriage, for instance, actually last, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to be lovey-dovey for the rest of your life. Heaven forbid you're lovey-dovey for the rest of your life because that's exhausting. Yeah. Like, I, don't get me wrong, it's great. And, like, I love love. But that takes a lot of effort to, like, yeah. maintain that sort of thing. And so a relationship is built on love, and love is built on mutual trust, mutual respect, and things that you choose to do day to day because no one's perfect. You're not going to be – you know, you can fall madly in love with a, with with someone, but fairy tales don't exist. Mm-hmm. And that person's going to do something in two weeks to irritate the crap out of you, yeah. and you're going to want to – bite their head off Mm -hmm. and without any sort of choice to remain in that situation remain in love Mm -hmm. that just doesn't exist anymore because I think it's it's hard because we've been talking about how we shouldn't accept qualifications but we also have to make a choice right a choice to accept qualifications and it's hard because qualifications aren't necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. They can be bad, yeah. and I think there's certain things that become red flags, right? But just because you have to qualify something isn't necessarily an, an immediately bad thing because that's a choice you've made, and like I said, love is a choice. It's just when those qualifications and those choices are against what you actually really want, and it's hard because sometimes you lie to yourself. Like, I lied to myself. Do you, Do you believe in soulmates? I don't think so. I think... Because people can fall in love, be in love mm-hmm. with different people at different times mm-hmm. of their lives. Yeah. And, like, I don't believe in one, like, true love or one, like, great love. Mm-hmm. Because is it, like, I, I don't really understand, like, you love one person, maybe things don't work out, you find another person... How can you compare, like, oh, I loved this person more than I loved right. the last? So I don't necessarily believe that there's, like, one real love or um, or soulmates. Because right. what if you don't find each other? Right. And it's, like, there's seven billion, like, seven and a – what is it? Seven, it's almost seven and a half. Maybe I thought eight it was billion. eight. Is it eight now? I don't know. I don't know either. Too many. But it's a lot of people. <laughs> Several yeah. billion people in the world that you're never going to meet. Yeah. I'm <laughs> never going to meet someone from the middle of Australia, most likely. Right. As Be- much as I'd like to. Yeah. Because, like, the the idea of soulmates, while, like, it's cute, Yeah, I just don't think it's true. Right. Like, you can meet somebody, you can be like, you're my soulmate. But I think that's more of, like... It's a declaration of love. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sam, I call her my soulmate. Right. And we're constantly, like, we call each other each other's girlfriends because, like, we we have a marriage pact. We... Yeah. We're basically... I need to work on that. 
Absolutely. You can join Sam and I's throuple if you want. You know, we have talked about that before. Oh, yeah. And you also said you wouldn't marry us for the tax benefits. Yeah, because that's illegal. But people it's do not, it. It's not... <laughs> doesn't mean I have to do it. I've known plenty of people who have done that. Yeah. IRS, don't come for me. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. Love you to pieces. But, yeah, and I think with soulmates, too, I like I said, I'm a firm believer that love is a choice, and I'm also a firm believer that you can be happy with anyone you choose to be happy with. Mm-hmm. Because happiness... Again, lots of circumstances around it. But at the end of the day, if you're in a great environment, happiness is a choice. Because mm-hmm. you can still be really upset and sad and down about your environment. I know I have been before, even though I was in a great environment. It's really difficult to work through those because there are lots of underlying things, you know, struggling with anxiety and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, past all of the variables that you can't control, at the end of the day, happiness what you can control of it, I guess, because there's a lot of things that people can't control, like mental illness and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what you can't control is over here. And then you have, if they're really big or really small, it doesn't really matter, portion of your life that you can control your happiness over. Mm -hmm. And so happiness with a person, I think, is a choice. Yeah, I agree. I'm really a firm believer that if you make the choice to be with someone for a long term, that's what makes it work. Yeah, because also, like, when it comes to going back to people not like responding on time mm-hmm. or just like getting back to you, if it's your priority, you'll you'll Do make it, it you'll, yeah. yeah you'll make it an effort in it. And I always say, um, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were just like, I've been I've just been really busy, like I haven't had time. Yeah. But like, if it's a priority, you will make time. Right. Whether it's a person, whether it's a task, whatever it is, you will make time for it if it's important to right. you. And that go that goes to romantic relationships as well if you care about a person if you want to make it work you can make it work right um but also like I do think that there is a such thing as like a wrong place or a wrong time yeah because there could be someone that's perfect for you but it's just like at the wrong time of your life right because if I met somebody like tomorrow and they were perfect I would let that go because I'm not in a place in my life where I want to like be yeah it's 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 not what you want to dedicate your energy to yeah like a lot of other things you want to do yeah like I have a plan for my life and I want to focus on that Mm -hmm. and I want to be done with school I want to have a career and I want to be set in my career before I really like think about this is what I want in my romantic life Mm -hmm. and like if it comes along once I like I think I'll not that I'm, I don't want to say that I'd look more, that, that I'd look more seriously, yeah. but I would be more open to it once I, like, get into law school. Yeah. That, okay, I, that's something that I can start thinking about now. Yeah. Just because, like, that is something that is a stress to me right now. Where am I going to get in? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to live? Those kinds of things are my top priority right now. Like, graduation first, of yeah. course, and then the rest of those things. But, like, yeah, like I said, if I met somebody tomorrow... I would say, like, this is just not the right time. If they right. were perfect for me, if they were my soulmate, like, quote, yeah. soulmate, I would let that go because I just don't have yeah. the headspace for it right now. But also, like, if they were my soulmate, if that's a thing, they would find their way back. Right. We would both find our way back to each other. Right. And that's all I have to say on that. I don't... So I don't necessarily believe in soulmates. But if but, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. Because, like, they always say that, like, if people are meant to be in your life, they're going to be in your life. Yeah. And I always think about it, like, once... 
people if people leave your life that just opens room for other people yeah but I've had people in my life who have left but then come back right because they've realized like oh we can work things out or like that wasn't supposed to happen you know what I mean and you've grown as a person you're you're a different person at the end of the day um and you, you can get back to a place where things have blown over almost and, uh-huh. and you know not to put what happened in the past behind you but yeah you've been able to reflect on it like yeah. we were talking about earlier and move past that uh-huh. and and become accepting of the people that you are now yeah absolutely and I think kind of going back to what you're saying like I want to wait until I'm established and like have this plan I think part of that comes from being like a woman with ambition yeah right because if I if I were to put myself in a male body beside me, I would expect for a girl probably to follow me. Really? Yeah. And, like, honestly, I expect a guy to follow me. But (laughs) that's besides the point. So if I were – because here's the thing. Like, a lot of people that are married in law school, their spouse has followed them there. Mm -hmm. Because there's a huge priority in a relationship where you put a person's career – one person in particular in the relationship's career over the others. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hey, you're going to law school. I'll follow you to law school. Yeah. That reminded me, um, how do you feel about High School Musical 3? <laughs> what do you mean? No. Because he chooses to go to Berkeley to be close to her? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, I think it's refreshing that he, choose, that he chooses to go after her because he's the male. But do you like High School Musical 3? Does anyone like High School Musical 3? Sam does. No. She thinks it's the best one. No! Yeah, I think Two is definitely the best one. Yeah! Um, But I think it's refreshing that he chooses to go... One, he's going to Berkeley or UCLA or whatever, so not a bad choice over University of New Mexico or whatever. Oh, absolutely. But... And he gets to play basketball there? Yeah. This is a no-brainer, honestly, for him, because it's just a better school in general, but also, like way better basketball team. <laughs> um, uh, but also, it's really nice that he never he never tells Gabriella that she should not go to, was it Stanford? Yeah. Where she's going? Yeah. Uh, he never tells her not to go. Mm-hmm. He never says, I don't want you to go. I want you to stay close to me. Yeah. He accepts that right away. Yeah. And that's not a question for him. And I think that's refreshing. Uh-huh. Because he understands that, one, she's way smarter than he is. Oh, absolutely. And she, he knows that she's going to do really well in life. Yeah. And so he's made the, the conscious decision as an 18-year-old to go to a college that is, in general, uh, better for him anyway. But also is is the one who's following her and I appreciate that yes I bring this up because so we Sam and I actually talked about this in our hot takes episode okay I think um so your advisor said you know if you if a romantic relationship is important to you at this time in your life maybe choosing a law school is where they are is their right way to go right and I think, like, now that I, I've thought about it in the, like, five minutes since we've talked about this, <laughs> yeah. um, when it comes to graduate school, fair. Yeah. But when it comes to undergrad, I cannot get behind oh, yeah. people going, like, picking their undergrad because of their high school. Yeah. Well, because yeah. here's the thing. It's much, statistically, it's much less likely for you to marry your high school sweetheart than yes. someone. A lot of people get married during college. It's yeah. really common. Or if they don't get married during or right after college, they marry the person that they met in college. Yeah. 
And it's really uncommon for you to marry your high school sweetheart. I think I've known like a handful of people who married someone that they met slash dated in high school. Mm-hmm. Not super con- Like my parents didn't meet until they were like in their late 20s. Yeah. My parents had an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, so when we were talking about this, I said like, Troy was an idiot. Yeah. For choosing Berkeley or wherever it was. Yeah. One of the California schools that yeah. was, like, sort of close to... So yeah. It must have been Berkeley because they're both in Palo Alto. Yeah. One of the UCs or something. I don't know. But he chose that school to be closer to Gabriella. But I firmly believe that Troy and Gabriella did not last. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Because she's too good for him. Like, I don't like Gabriella, but she's too good for him. She... They were just very different people. Yes. And I respect that they loved each other. Yes long term she was gonna go get a phd yeah and he like just cared about basketball and i think like while it's good to have your bros i think that he was too into his bros and not like okay but like wouldn't you be into chad i love chad no but like i think like he corbin blue love him. corbin 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 sorry corbin blue <laughs> but like i love you yes and when i say he's too into his bros i mean like he didn't prioritize gabriella in the way that you should prioritize That's a significant like the other entire plot of the first movie you know it's like him not prioritizing her yeah so i agree with that yeah um so I do not choose, if we have any, like, high school students listening, don't choose your undergrad based on no. a relationship that you have as a 17, 18-year-old because statistics, statistically... Are not on your side. They're just statistics are not on your side. Yeah. If you want to try it out, like, I'm not opposed to that, but also just, like, don't choose your under especially your undergrad or your career, whatever you're doing after high school, based on... A high school relationship. Yeah. Don't let a man or woman or woman, yeah. Tell you what to do with your life. Yeah. I just wanna say, um, I wanna put this out there before I forget. Um my type. <laughs> your type. You're yeah. like a type and a guy? Yeah. I, I wanna put this out there in case anyone wants to hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I have very low standards. No, you don't. We're working on this. <laughs> we don't have low standards. I, my qualifications are... A beard? Yes. A beard, preferably like Indian, a dancer, and a doctor. That's like a weird amount of... Like. What do you mean? <laughs> Like, you've narrowed a lot of people out <laughs> with your those considerations. Okay, but, like, okay, so when you think about it, Indian men, they have three options. Doctor, engineer, lawyer, or, like, nothing. And then, but, like, a well-kept beard, not just, like, a beard. Not like, not like you forgot to shave this morning. Yeah. Beard. Yeah, like, a connected... Like you've thought about beards way more than I, I don't like facial ha- facial hair. All I, that uh, yeah, we've talked about this. I yeah. love facial hair. I don't mind it. Yeah, but it's scratchy. I think it, it's. I think it's really attractive. I mean, I will admit, like a well kept beard on a guy is really attractive. Yes, I'm okay without it though. Mm-hmm. I. I'm, like, bummed out. When, if someone doesn't have a beard. Yeah, because I'm like, you could have a great personality, but if you don't have a beard, like, I'm out. <laughs> um. 
but yeah, so if you're Indian, you're probably going to be a doctor or an engineer, and then you most likely can grow a beard just because, like, that's scary. Yeah. Um, and then, like, it's kind of a thing that, like, in college, brown people become dancers. Is that really true? It depends. Like, a lot of brown people that I've talked to are just, like, on dance teams. Because, like, you're the only one that I know that dances. Um... UMKC now has a dance team. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're really good. KC yeah. Chakra, if any of you are listening to this, y'all are amazing. Their theme is Shrek this year. That's fun. And it's so Somebody funny. Somebody once told me. Sorry, you can cut that out. No, I think I'm going to leave it. <laughs> you should cut that out. I have an awful singing voice. Um, no, but they're really good. And the thing is, so... Chakra and Genesis are both going to be at a competition. Is the OSUR? Yes. Um, I, there is a competition the Friday, the Saturday night, the first Saturday night of spring break Mm -hmm. in Iowa City. So just like two hours away. So you're going to go? I was so... You should. I'm going to be in Kansas City. Oh, that's sad. Um. I'll be sleeping. Yeah. 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 But... Casey Chakra is so freaking good. And they're a first-year team. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, they're definitely on their way up. I'm very excited to see, you know, what Where they've they got go, up their yeah. sleeve. Back to love. Back to love. But, yeah, I just I just want to say again, if you're brown, a doctor, or going to be a doctor, have a beard and can dance, hit us up. Our Instagram is at you're so rude <laughs> pod. You're so rude pod on Instagram. I don't know if I have a type. I didn't realize I had a type until very recently. Oh, it's very clear that you have a type. Really? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Think about all of the guys that you show me. They all cute. kind they of look the same. All, no, kind of. Like, I mean, here's the thing. They, of course, they're different people and they look different, but they all have the exact same, like, list of things, right? <laughs> so, of course, they don't look the same. I really, that's a bad thing to say. Yeah. They don't look the same, but they all have a list of things. They're all, like, have well-kept hair. <laughs> they all have a well-kept beard. Like, you've never shown me a guy that you thought was cute that didn't have a beard. This is true. Um, yeah. The thing is, so I'm a really big, like, Bollywood junkie. And yes. I was watching this, like, song from a movie. And so this actor, Karthik Aryan, he is very attractive. Mm-hmm. And so my YouTube had, like, frozen up, like, on a, on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he looks so familiar. And, like, I think he's very attractive. I yeah. think he's very cute. And I realized, like, he looks exactly like someone that I was interested in at one point. I was yeah. like, oh, do That's, I yeah. have a type? You do. And, yeah, and then I thought about it a little bit more, and I'm like, man, every single guy that I've been interested in or have found attractive – has Very, checked all those boxes. Yeah. Beard, dancing. Those are the two main Yeah, those ones. are the two big ones. And then most of them are like... You want to marry a doctor, but you don't. they don't need to be a doctor for you to like them. Yes. I think that's like a... I want to be in a relationship with a doctor or possible doctor, but I really... It doesn't matter if you're a doctor for me to find you attractive. Yes. The doctor part is just because I want to marry rich. <laughs> <laughs> there are other ways to do that. Yeah, so every guy I've found attractive or have been interested in has literally been, like, the same person every single time. And 
at this point, like, I don't find much shame in it. Because if you have a type, you no, have a type. No, it's fine to have a type. Yeah. Um, you know what you want. Yeah, exactly. You know how the people joke about how you end up, like, marrying some sort of version of your father? <laughs> you just got really nervous. <laughs> but I think, honestly, that's true. Sorry. I keep touching your feet. You're fine. I'm just trying to play footsie with you. <laughs> You're not actually accidentally touching them. I'm putting my feet within reaching distance of you, hoping that you'll play footsie with me. Yeah. Um, this podcast actually turns into the moment that we fall in love. We fall in love <laughs> and we realize we don't need men. Here's the thing about me not knowing my type is I do not actively talk to men. Yeah. Ever. Same. <laughs> so like, I just, but here's the thing, like you're more involved in social media than I am. So I think there's part of that where you interact online more than I do. Yes. And I just don't have that sort of aspect in my life. So I think I interact with men even less than you do. Not that you <laughs> talk to men anymore, really, but it's just like there you have one more aspect in your life that allows you to interact with men. <laughs> And I just don't have that aspect in my life. And so I really just don't. I can count the number of guys I talk to on, like, one hand. It's my dad. And, like, I have a male resident advisor, student advisor on my floor. Uh-huh. And, like, in class, I guess I talk to guys that are my classmates. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. I don't okay. I, I don't talk to guys. Yeah. Guys are – the thing is, so I – like Tiff was saying, I – do I am pretty involved on social media and there are times that I like get brave and I'm like maybe I'll slide into this person's DMs but like the thing is I think I learned about sliding into DMs from you well it hasn't worked for me so (laughs) (laughs) it will one day we'll see um but the thing is when I do it I'll send a message and I'll immediately put my phone on do not disturb because no, I know I get, you do that. I get you get anxious about getting a yeah, response I get so scared um I've seen you do that at work <laughs> really yeah you've like actively done that at work sometimes where you'll like I'll see you put your phone on do not disturb and I'm like oh, copy DM someone like oh that's what it is that's really funny. But I think funny. you're getting more comfortable with that. Oh, absolutely. So when it comes growing. to growing, yeah, yeah. When it comes to asking people to be on the podcast, I'll send it and I'll be like, I don't need to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. No, if they, because if, it's not about you. Yeah, and if they say no, I move on to the next. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, but I have slid into the DMs of a handful of guys, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm single, so it hasn't worked. <laughs> it hasn't worked. Yet. Um, well, here's the thing, though. Like, you have to practice. Yeah, so every single one, every single person that's rejected me is just, like, practice for the one that's eventually going to work. Right, exactly. No, like, honestly, I thought, yeah, that's kind of, that's funny. But that's true. I feel like that's me talking to any guy. It's, like, practice for the time that actually matters. No, like, honestly, though, who do I talk to? Okay, I don't talk to anyone currently that I'm romantically interested in because I'm not romantically interested in anyone. And I'm the type of person, I think you and I are slightly different in this way, where I can acknowledge that someone is really, like, physically attractive, but I'm not attracted to them. Like, I've only been attracted to a handful of guys in my life, and I'm very selective about it. And, And I don't even consciously choose it it's just I don't really have that sort of immediate attraction connection I just visually say that guy is really attractive yeah but I think it takes for me a little bit more of like 
for me, more time in my head for some reason mm-hmm. to, like, process that sort of mechanism or whatever that makes you be feel attracted to someone in your brain. Yeah. I – the thing is, I can appreciate – an attractive man and not like fall in love with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they're white. Okay, yeah. Because I don't see myself with a white guy. Yes, because yeah. I'm not white. I'm brown. Yeah. And I don't see myself being with a white person. But if I see an attractive brown person, I'm like in love. In love immediately. Yeah. And it's a little problematic. I mean, I get myself I think you're getting better. I'm definitely getting better. I really do think you're getting better. And I think, (laughs) honestly, you're young, so there's not really, like, you're not the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people do that. And a lot of people, I think that's why celebrity, like, male celebrities are such a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is because they're, people really just grasp onto that sort of concept. Yeah. Um, But also, like, I'm, when I... Every time that I've been rejected, yeah. I've been really chill about it. Yeah. And I've just been like, yeah, no problem. Well, I think that's there. something that social media does for you, right? Like, yeah. social media removes almost that humiliation. Yeah, because it removes that barrier because you're yeah. not exactly, it's not a face to face sort of thing. You're not getting yeah. immediate, like, recall or yeah. whatever. I think also another thing for me. Getting back to what you could put in. (laughs) Not cut out. (laughs) I think another thing for me when it comes to me not talking to guys or, like, not having a type. No, people don't. Like, guys are not super into me, I guess, is the way. And, like, I honestly like it better that way because I don't know how to interact with guys. So I'd rather not have to deal with that. But there, there's only been a handful of guys in my life that have, like, actively tried to interact with me in a more romantic way mm-hmm. only one was successful and and um I think for me like the fact that there's nothing there for most guys is both nice because then I don't have to worry about it but also stunts my development because I don't know why I don't know why guys don't talk to me <laughs> Am I scary? I, Am I intimidating? I guess that's a big thing where I've asked people if I'm intimidating and people will say no or people will say yes. You're the most intimidating person I've ever met. Have I – have we talked about this? I don't know. We might have. When – so Tiff and I <clears throat> went to the same high school and for most of my time in this town, we lived on this, in the same neighborhood. Yeah. But – and like there would be times that we'd both be walking like with our families or whatever and we'd see each other and we weren't friends at the time because we no. became friends like junior my junior senior my junior yeah like more when I, more like when college almost started yeah and like that's when we got closer I think we yeah. were friends before that yeah I would never say that we weren't friends but yeah I don't think we were like close close friends yeah and but the times that we saw each other in the neighborhood I was very intimidated really yes because like I knew that you're really smart yeah. and I was just like I'm too dumb to talk to her and no. well do you think that's what guys feel though I don't know I, don't, I am yeah. worse to guys than I am to girls that is for sure because I put up with less crap from guys than I do because well one girls don't do a lot of as much crap as some guys do there's a lot of crap that comes out of girls mouth too in my personal experience most girls one, are know when to stop talking when they've lost their knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like, I feel like guys do not know when to stop talking. And yeah. I think, and that's why I think mansplaining is such a big issue for lots of women because guys don't know when to stop talking when they've clearly met the limit of their knowledge. Yes. Which I feel like girls are naturally trained, which again, maybe a bad thing that girls are societally trained to be more self-deprecating in a way. So it's either that, you know, you're you're constantly apologizing for your presence or your existence, right? Yes. In, in a certain situation. Or you're stopping at stopping at or before your knowledge ends because you don't want to accidentally say something wrong and be called mm. out on that. Yeah. And so I can appreciate that more when women are showcasing their knowledge because normally it doesn't go to the extent that a lot of men mansplain. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions, obviously. I'm probably an exception because I am probably the worst woman mansplainer that I know. <laughs> in my opinion, I think that men like are always think that they're the smartest in the person. Room. In the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no one knows what I'm talking about. Which is, so I need to explain yeah. it. And which is why I get really irritated and I mansplain back because I want to prove that I'm the smartest in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's another internal. See, this we talked about. We started off the podcast with your flaws, and now we're getting to my flaws. <laughs> My flaws are that I am a mansplainer and I have pride issues. Sorry. Uh, see, the thing is, you were just talking about, like, uh, women applauding for the presence. If we could, like, take a drink for every time of applause for touching your feet in this one episode. Yeah, like, five times. You put, and I just, I halfway through, I explained to me, like, literally, I'm putting my feet in your presence to play footsie with you. So, like... <laughs> But no, I mean, my it just happened. Yeah, <laughs> my natural reaction when anything happens is I literally said sorry to someone today that was not in my way. Like we were literally like five feet apart, and I opened the door when they were five feet away from coming to the door, like nowhere near me being in their way. And I said, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> no, I say sorry to like inanimate objects. If I like bump into, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> they can't respond because like we are just like so trained yeah absolutely to always be like oh i'm like submissive to that kind of thing right and i think part of it stems from growing up in a smaller like more conservative place yes like a rural more conservative place where Mm -hmm. there's certain types of mannerisms that are passed through not necessarily through the household i don't think i even learned any sort of that side of stuff from because my mom doesn't say sorry. But I think that that part of it stems from that a little bit because yeah. there's a different sort of dynamic here between um, men and women than I think you would find in a more urban city. A hundred thirty. That's over two hours. We need to cut it off. Okay, outro. Um, okay, guys, this episode was a mess, but we covered a lot. We did. I don't know how you're going to coherently edit this together because I don't really think we had a coherent train of thought that lasted <laughs> more than 10 minutes. <laughs> Have you listened to any of our episodes? <laughs> I have, actually. But, um... Um, Tiffany actually <laughs> stopped listening okay. to our last episode after I called her a classmate. I was really upset. And if I'm going to be that upset and tell Kavya that I'm that offended, I have to walk the walk and talk the talk. Okay. But have you listened to another episode? Yeah. Okay. I think it's only because I forced you to. Possibly. Okay. But... I always need encouragement to do these things. Yes. Like, literally anything. Yes. So. I, I'm glad that you willingly went to listen to the last episode until I offended you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I was really enjoying it until you said classmate. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, 
you know, that's just going to be the end of this episode. I, I, this was a, this is a train wreck. And it's, I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But, I feel like it's partially my fault. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. I don't really hold coherent trains of thoughts for more than like 10 minutes. Though. Have you had a conversation with me? I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with you. We spent like two hours together today. Yeah. We before spent this. a lot of time before together. This, like yeah. before this total, like six hours now, but like, yeah. 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 Anyway, continue. Um, Thank you, Tiffany, for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Um, guys, this is going to... I, like, don't even know what to say about this episode. We covered a lot of topics. And I, I, I genuinely am very excited to go through and edit this. Yeah. Love is the general theme. Yeah, but we took 30 minutes to get there. <laughs> what did we... We talked about painting for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was basically it. Yeah. And then we just took a lot of tangents. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Do you... You're not really on social media. No, I'm not. So you don't have anything to shout out? I don't. Okay. Do you have anything to promote? No, I'm really boring. No, you're not. Um, go out and vote. <laughs> yes! Guys! It is 2020... I, Primaries not, are coming up. Yes. Remember, if you uh, need to submit an absentee ballot, you must do that within like two weeks before the primary. I need to do that. You need to do that because I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be here. Yeah. So and I'm registered to, here. You need to do that. So yeah. remember, if you need to submit an absentee ballot for the primary, you got to do it like two and a half weeks beforehand. Two and a half weeks. I don't know. It's like two weeks or something. There's a deadline. It's March. Our primary is March. Something. It's a Tuesday of. Break. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. Like, and that's in two weeks. Yeah. I need to look into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the thing is, we're not telling you how to vote. Just go out and vote. It's your civic duty. And you, everyone says, even if you say you're apolitical, you have a preference. And yeah. we don't care what that preference is. Yeah. We just want you to express that preference. Because right. uh, it's a democracy and you might as well do it. Yeah, you, you need have to. have the ability to do it. Yeah, you need to use your voice. Um, and that, I think we're going to end on that note, right? Yes. Okay. Um, thank you again for Thanks. being on the podcast. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at you're so rude pod. Um, thank you for listening. Check out our other episodes and we will see you on the next one.